Hi everybody, I'm Brent Stafford and welcome to another edition of Reg Watch on GFN.TV. We're here in Warsaw, Poland at the Global Forum on Nicotine, which is an annual conference dedicated to safer nicotine products and tobacco harm reduction. And it's celebrating its 10th anniversary this year. And we're sitting here with a filmmaker, Emmanuel Wape. Sure, thank you very much, Bradford. Thank you for having me. It's good to see you. Um, so you produced a both a feature film and a or a short film and a documentary around tobacco harm reduction. Walk us through that. So basically, I go through in the program called uh, tobacco harm reduction. Of course, at the beginning of the program, I never actually had the full information of what actually tobacco harm reduction is. Not until I got through the program where I was uh, able to meet various uh, people who were able to pass us through the process of, uh, to, to teach us more about tobacco harm reduction. Then I realized that, of course, we have been practicing harm reduction in many ways. Harm reduction, uh, the use of traffic lights, uh, uh, condoms, and uh, many other things. So. That's how I got to learn about, uh, about tobacco harm reduction. Then I was like, I think this is interesting. Uh, coming from a background where my father died uh, because of the use of, uh, of cigarettes. He was a cigarette smoker. Then I thought to say, he struggled as a point to, to stop smoking. He, he really struggled to stop smoking. Then after I came through, I, I saw this program, I thought, it, it, it is interesting. I think if, if we had known of maybe a tobacco harm reduction, uh, tobacco harm reduction, I think it would have helped in some, in some way. So I think that's how I got motivated to get into to get into the program. Then I created uh, a film. Basically, it's a it's a film telling a story about about a woman who has created a, a cooperative center that sells safer, safer nicotine products, but must face uh, must face other other people who are running cigarette business in the in the community. So basically, in this uh, in this short film and, and the feature film, I was trying to tell to tell a story on tobacco harm reduction, but using simpler terms and simpler methods that anyone can understand about, about tobacco harm reduction. Basically, from the nation where I'm coming from, to, uh, tobacco harm reduction is something that is new. Of course, uh, now there are many rise to, to it, of, of course, the barriers, to, barriers to, to tobacco harm reduction. I think basically that's, that's it about, about the project and, uh, and tobacco harm reduction in general. I think for, for, for Zambia, tobacco harm reduction is a new subject. A few people, a few people know about it, and of course there are some regulations that are. Of course, we don't have proper regulations in regards to in regards to tobacco in general. I think they are. There's now they are trying to put up an, a tobacco a tobacco enactment bill of some sort. Where are you from? Zambia. Zambia. So is the, is smoking a real problem there? Yes, of course it is. A, it, it is a problem. I think Zambia is one of the the biggest producers of, of tobacco in the, in the world, like farming. Yeah, we do a lot of farming of tobacco, yeah. And so, you know, everybody that you know, your friends, the parents, your aunts and uncles, there's a lot of smoking. Usually, there's, yeah, there's a lot of smoking, yeah. So when you said the program, is that the KAC scholarship program you're talking about? Yes, yes. Tell us about that. So the KSC Tobacco Harm Reduction Scholarship uh, is there to help uh, researchers, uh, media personnel to be trained in the, field of, in the field of tobacco harm reduction, to basically do a project in your, in your own country about, uh, about tobacco harm reduction. Then after doing that project, it's, it's more of a research, prog uh, pro research and advocacy program. So for research purposes, you gather information, you, you, you bring it together, and for advocacy, you try to spread information on, the, on, to, on tobacco harm reduction. Basically, that's what the KSC, uh, it's called the Tobacco Harm Reduction Scholarship Program. How that's did you find out about it? 
I found, I found uh, about it through, through a friend from, from Malawi who, who shared information with me to say, oh, I think, I think this might, may, might be of your interest to you because you usually make films about, because I've created a number of uh, films about mental health and, uh, and also substance abuse. So yeah, that's how I got to know about tobacco harm reduction. The number of tobacco-related deaths in Zambia increased from an estimated 3,000 per year in 1990 to 7,142 per year in 2020. You are listening to Radio Healthcare on 102FM. Stay tuned for more informative programs. I'm just a statesman trying to gather some information here. What's this war? This is not a war. What pipe? stupid and dull you are. Equally you. Busy body with dark painted lips smoking what they're calling a deadly cigar. Well, let me educate you. It's very difficult for smokers to quit smoking. Smokers smoke for nicotine. It's the tar that kills them. Am I sorry, what? E-cigarettes. Part of this then is fiction, and then the other part is non-fiction. Explain that. So basically what I've been doing is, uh, so the whole project, like, it's a fiction, but when, uh, when I'm doing screenings, I usually try to, to document the moments if I'm showing people. So that's, that's a separate thing. So basically the project on its own, it's, uh, it's fiction, but I don't, I, in as much as it is fiction, uh, I'm trying to raise awareness on, uh, on, on tobacco harm reduction. So yeah, so basically it's, it's fiction, but an educational film. So you're adding layers on top of layers of the media. Yes, yes. That's excellent. So what's the biggest thing that you think you learned that was a surprise from making this film? I, I, I think what, what, what I have learned through, through making the film is that uh, a number of people have accepted that it's hard to, it's hard to quit smoking. And hence, some of the people that have seen the film, they have accepted to say, I think, I think tobacco harm reduction is something that we can easily, easily adopt. Because uh, looking at the majority of people that, that are smokers, most of the people are, and, and we are, are not willing to, to quit smoking. Of course, we have, we have the number that are willing to stop smoking. But like what happened to my father, uh, quitting smoking just there and then might be, might be too complicated for others. For others, it might be something that simple they can easily get away with. But in the process of making the film, I realized uh, through making the film and also just the mentors, I realized to say that I think tobacco harm reduction is something that we, that we should embrace, that we should critically look into. Of course, uh, with many barriers, like from the country I'm coming from, like we have a few people that, uh, that do research. So, so I realized to say that there's more, there's need of research, more especially in, uh, in our developing countries to do a lot of uh, a lot of research in regards to tobacco harm reduction because most of the information that we get is information that is, has, has usually been done by people from, 
from develop, developed countries, then we, we get the information, then we begin to work on that information that we receive. I think there's also a need of us, uh, developing countries, to, to, look at, uh, to look at, to invest more into, into research to know, about, uh, to know about these things, yeah. Is vaping handled in the film? Yeah, of course they are. So basically it's not just about vaping. So in this film I'm looking at uh, different things. I'm looking at uh, nicotine replacement, nicotine replacement therapy, uh, of course snooze uh, and, and vaping. So these are some of the things that are uh, in the production. So we have not only just given, uh, we're not just giving the people that are watching the film to say or vaping, just vaping, or just say snooze, or just say nicotine replacement therapy. So actually, we are just we're trying to give people about maybe four options. One of them is cancelling. Of course, can you manage to, to quit smoking through cancelling? Somebody is able to do that, then we say, okay, it's fine, because the goal at the end of the day is to, to help people quit, quit smoking, to create a, a smoke-free world. So yeah, so there are a variety of, of, of options for them through watching the film. Is there controversy over uh, safer nicotine products where you're from of course of course there's there's a there's a lot of controversy in regards to safer nicotine products of course uh, there are a lot of myths and and propaganda in regards to safer nicotine products like uh, what I can say is that I think uh, yeah there's a lot of controversy in the in the sense that one people do not know more about uh, about safer nicotine products and uh, the other thing is uh, the channel of information the information is that uh, that we receive, that we receive. So I think there's a lot of controversy surrounding surrounding safer nicotine, uh, nicotine products. Of course, even just in the reflection of the of the bill that is being being currently being trying to be enacted. Yeah. Where do you think that controversy, where that misinformation comes from? I think the the, the misinformation I think is coming from what I can say it's coming from because us developing countries we are on the on the lower end of the food chain. So I would say the controversy is coming from the, the, the first end of the food chain, like from developed countries, of course. That's where the more information is coming from. I think uh, people from uh, developing countries usually rely on information that is given to them by, by authorities, in short. By authorities, in short. So that's where people usually get more credible information from rather than from a second-hand, uh, a third person. Yeah, basically, that's right. Do you think that the authorities in your country are not giving the best information to its people? Uh, I, I, I don't think most it relies on, uh, on, on authorities. I think it's, uh, it's something that must deal with, uh, with researchers, of course, like what I mentioned to say, there's need for people to do, to do research. Of course, because most of the research that we receive, whether, whether in, in HIV fields, in, in other fields, most of the research, most of it, we usually get it from from developed from developed countries, but if we add a lot of people and individuals that that invest time into into research to research on various subjects, maybe for example the, the subject that we are talking about, tobacco harm reduction, we would have a lot of people that are getting first-hand information from their own, rather than getting information from from a, from a, uh, a third individual. Yeah. Does that work in the same manner when it comes to say the media that the messaging is all coming from the first world media? Yes, uh, basically even 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 in the media, I think the, the information basically is coming uh, from the from the third world, uh, from from the developed uh, countries. That's most of the information that we that we get. Most especially when we are dealing with uh, with delicate global global issues. Most global issues, people usually try to emulate what what other countries are what other countries are doing, what organizations are saying. That's what that's the information that they pick up and 
and put up into 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 practice. I think we have uh, a few a few. I think I might not say that we don't have people who are doing who are doing virus research. I think we have a few individuals that are doing research in in uh, virus related health issues and 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 for tobacco reduction. I think I'm yet to I'm yet to meet uh, meet individuals like former country that are doing research on on tobacco harm reduction. It's like everyone is on the same side, some side of the coin. Yeah. Your social network around you, you know, back home, right? People that aren't involved, say, in in the documentary and that kind of stuff. How have they reacted to the tobacco harm reduction message? Of course, uh, of course, there is uh, there, there are positive reactions and negative reactions. In the sense that, because because most of the people, the majority, they are, they have already received uh, information from from trusted trusted bodies. And let me put it in that way: there's what I would, what I would call in as trusted bodies and science bodies. So these trusted bodies have uh, have collaborated with with with, so, uh, with with science bodies. So they are communicating one one information. So in terms of how they have received the information, of course, there's positive feedback. There's both positive. And negative feedback because of uh, the myths and propaganda that have been created around uh, safer nicotine products. And of course, there is a number of people that have given positive feedback to say, I think actually this is something that we should critically look into. Like, like during my during my my research and also interacting with people, one thing that I've come to know is that some of the barriers that are hindering uh, tobacco harm reduction it's uh, one religion, because Zambians are, 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 are believers, we are religion, and also. The other thing that is hindering uh, tobacco harm reduction is, is culture. It's culture. So, so, so I think there is need for, for people to invest, more in, to invest more in research in regards to uh, products that would relate well with, with our culture. For example, I would say maybe snooze would relate more to, to our culture because we have a lot of people that usually use, um, use oral tobacco. Like they're using a, a lot of tobacco to sniff and, and other things. So I think there's a lot of there's need for, for, for research and investment in, uh, in safer nicotine products that would relate properly with, with our culture. I think once that, if, if, if that need, that bridge, that bridge is gapped, I think it's something that, that would be, that would be well, well welcomed and it's something that people might, might accept because, of, because it relates somehow with their, with their culture. The audience for Saving Chalo and for Helping Chalo is that just regular people, or you've been trying to reach government? Uh, so, uh, for example, it's it's hard to it's hard to get maybe government bodies to see to see these products. But of course, what I've been trying to do is when when having a screening is uh, to write to individuals that uh, that are working maybe in the healthy in the healthy industry, like to get them to see to see the film. Of course, even various maybe media celebrities to just see the film. And give feedback after after the film. So, like for example, what we do before each screening is that we prepare an entry survey. Maybe I lay a number of questions to say, okay, what do you know about nicotine? I give them A. Others, it's it's bad, it's addictive. You get that? Uh, what do you know about e-cigarettes? Then I give them information. Then what has been happening is that before before seeing the film, when I when I share an entry survey with uh, with someone, maybe they they would score maybe maybe one out of 10, for example, one out of 10. But after, after the film, we find out to say that we have scored maybe 10 out of 10, nine out of nine, which actually means that the information is being passed on effectively and people are kind of accepting, accepting what tobacco harm reduction is. And, and, and for them, I think it's, it's something that they, they have embraced so well 
that they are ready to that they are ready to accept of course the the biggest barrier is uh is the bodies the bodies that be the bodies that are surrounding uh yeah some topics are easy to make a film on right you know if you're um doing cops and robbers and car chases or you know or you're doing something on the drug war or whatever but thr isn't it boring no it's it's not it's not boring so the beauty about uh, about about storytelling is that every one of us every one of us every one of us we love stories we love to we love to we love to watch we love to see to see things so i think telling a story about thr i think it has been it has been easy for me because we went through a process of learning what actually THR is. Then I realized we, we have been practicing, we practice THR in so, in, in so uh, we practice uh, harm reduction, harm reduction in, in, so many, in so many ways. So even just sharing a philosophy of, uh, a philosophy of robots with people, just from the a philosophy of robots and, uh, and seat bills with people to say, actually it's, it's impossible to stop accidents at the, on, on, on the road. What if we, what if somebody thought of introducing seat bills to, to to limit the number of accidents on the road. So just that simple philosophy, just adding it to the fume, somebody can, is, is able to easily understand what, what THR is. But when I, say, when I say tobacco harm reduction, when I say tobacco harm reduction, a lot of people at the mention of tobacco harm reduction, they easily accept it. But when, I go, when, when you begin to go in depth to tell them what tobacco harm reduction is, that's where now we receive, uh, we receive negative and positive and positive feedback because some of the people when they say tobacco harm reduction, they usually think uh, it's eradicating it's eradicating the use of uh, of tobacco. But I but I think it's something that can be that we should critically look into, more especially for us for us developing for us developing countries. Of course, of course, what we need is uh, its regulations, like what we have maybe in our country we have maybe a number of mushrooming mushrooming stores selling uh, e-cigarettes e and other tobacco products. So these mushrooming, mushrooming small businesses are a problem. They are a problem in the sense that we do not have regulations. If anything bad was to happen, it was to happen if somebody is using maybe an electronic cigarette, they would come up and say, okay, these things are causing this. Because the problem that we have is regulation. If, if the authorities that be can look into critical regulations that would help, that would help uh, safer nicotine products, I think it's something that can be, be, can be possibly be accepted by the majority. Because what we have, if we don't have the regulations, then we're going to have the problem even with, with raising the message about tobacco harm reduction. Isn't it a catch-22 though? Because the organizations that really push for regulations mm. in you know, LMICs mm. um, are generally pushing abstinence and bans, mm. Mm, yes. right? Is that an issue, do you think? Of, of course, of course, it's an issue. I don't, I don't think, I don't think bans, bans would work, would work. I think we have, uh, like, from the nation where I'm coming from, uh, it's illegal to smoke marijuana, for example. It's illegal to smoke marijuana, but the number of people still smoke marijuana. So, I would, in relation to, in relation to tobacco harm reduction, if we would, uh, for example, ban tobacco, I don't think it would work. Prohibition would, would, would wouldn't work. So, it's high time that the authorities that be reflect on. Uh, on safer nicotine products because they would help people to quit smoking and they would also help lives like people to people to use these products for for a longer period of period of time without uh, attracting uh, various diseases that uh, that have been caused by this, the smoking of smoking of tobacco so like we have a lot of 
diseases that are related to tobacco diseases, mostly from smoking and uh, and sniff. Like they usually do a lot a lot of sniff uh, from a country where they are coming from. But if regulations were there to help to help uh, these safer nicotine products, I think it's something that would help us and uh, help us become a smoke free a smoke free nation. So you mentioned the authorities that be. One of those authorities is the Global Authority, yes. the World Health Organization. Um, now, that coming up later this year is what's called COP, COP10. COP10, COP10 yeah. yeah, the Conference of the Parties. And it doesn't look like it's going to go so well for safer nicotine products, potentially. If you had an opportunity to send a message to the delegates at COP10, what would that message be? My, my, my question would be, would, would, you, would, would, you, would you accept evil for something that less evil? Maybe that, that, would, that, would, that would be the, less que the question for me. And are you able to eradicate this? Are you able to eradicate this evil completely? If you are unable to eradicate it, then it's high time for you to reflect on, on getting something that is, more, that is more safer for people to use than, than allowing something that is, that is not safe for people to, for people to consume. I think that, that would be the best message. I think the best message is for people to critically look at these things and to, to be more realistic about, to be more realistic with the approach for, on tobacco. Because, for example, if we say ban tobacco, so for example, in Zambia, we have uh, a lot of people that are, that are farming tobacco. So one of the things that they can critically look into, not saying, okay, ban tobacco or stop tobacco farming. Of course, it would be hard for people to, to stop. One of the things that they can critically look into is one of the things that they are, a smoke free world is doing where they are empowering farmers to to shift from uh, to shift from use of tobacco for example if i'm using 10 hectares of land to to plant tobacco they can slowly slowly start shifting to alternative crops like for example we say okay instead of 10 hectares of land for of tobacco can we use uh, 30 percent to uh, to plant maize for this year so that slowly we get to to a world that would be that would be smoke free the global forum on nicotine this event uh, what do you think of it, and and is it important? The Global Forum on Nicotine it's a, it's an important event uh, in the sense that we have uh, we have people we have people at the event that that create these products that people people create these products, and these are these are people that have been studying studying the products that they, that they are creating. Of course, what is there? My observation is that the science is already there. I think what's what's just stopping everything is is the regulation. The science is already there. I think even um, the authorities that be, they need to attend these events. The more they attend, they, they, if they begin to attend these events, they will begin to have a, a, a bigger understanding of what, what tobacco harm reduction is. And uh, yeah, and, and, and they'll begin to understand more on, uh, on nicotine, for example. I say. So what's next for you in terms of your next film? So what's next for me in terms of, of the next film? I'm, 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 I'll, be, I'll be doing a film where I'm trying to, to approach relevant authorities to learn more about, to learn on tobacco harm reduction. So that's what I'll be documenting. So I'll be visiting a number of people to see, to, to access the information. What do they know about tobacco harm reduction? Uh, is it something that they, would ac that they would accept? Is it something that they would reject, of course, because I'm, tr I'm trying to stay, I'm trying to tell, I'm trying to tell a story. But of course, I'm trying to to spread the message on on awareness. So I think that's that's what I'll be that I'll be working on, and I'm lucky to get into and I'll be getting into I'll be studying uh, audiovisual audiovisual production through KSE.